Hi. Welcome to this week's episode of Midlife AF, where you will be meeting the wonderful and the terribly charismatic Liz Richard. Liz is a wonderful teacher, ex-lawyer, who went through her own period of burnout and had to rebuild herself and her identity. And we talked a lot about that, which is something that is very familiar for people who have either experienced burnout, some kind of career change like I did, um, but also people who are trying to find an identity post-alcohol. And then we also um, talk about the beauty of movement and the healing of movement and how movement can help us regulate our nervous system, be in community and process some of those difficult feelings and experiences in our day-to-day lives, you know, in a way that feels really good. Um, I started going to, I found out about queer through my tra- my uh, mental Jolene Park and it's been really wonderful for me. Um, and so I wanted to introduce you guys to a few other different um, methodologies um, that you might find useful in filling up that space, that void that alcohol leaves in your life with something that works for you rather than against you. And without further ado, I hand over to myself and Liz. If you're a woman in midlife whose intuition is telling you that giving booze the elbow might be the next right move, then Midlife AF is the podcast for you. Join counsellor, psychotherapist, this naked mind and grey area drinking alcohol coach Emma Gilmore for a weekly natter about parenting quirky teens, menopause, relationships, and navigating this thing called midlife alcohol-free. If you're feeling that life could be so much more, that you're sick and tired of doing all the things for everyone else, if your intuition is waving her arms manically at you saying, it could all be so much easier if we didn't have to keep drinking, come with me. Together we'll find our groove without booze. I just wanted to bring Liz on today to um, chat a little bit about what she does in her business because when I was, um, when I stopped drinking about three years ago, I had, my whole life was kind of built around drinking. That was all I did. And it was how I kind of managed my nervous system and what I did when I was feeling stressed and overwhelmed and I didn't really know um, I didn't really know anything else I, that I enjoyed and I didn't know um, who, who I was and what was fun for me and so um, when I was training in grey area training under Jolie Park she introduced me to the lady who started queer um, ah. Rochelle is it Rochelle yes. and she as part of our training we had to try lots of different things and in groups and then report back to each other how they made us feel so mm-hmm. that when we were 
clients and we were to suggest things that might be helpful to clients in when they'd stopped um, or when they were taking a break from drinking. Um, and Goya was one of those things. And I loved what I found on Michelle's website, but I obviously mm. wanted to try um, try it in Australia. So I was looking for a person who would do, was a queer practitioner in Australia, and that's where I came across the beautiful Liz. <laughs> and, yeah. and so Liz, would you like to introduce yourself and tell a little bit about your story, but also tell us a little bit about what Koya is? Sure. Um, so I've been teaching Koya. I fully qualified at the end of 2020. Um, and I've been teach I started my business in January of 2021. So, and I've, and I've been teaching, so what's that? That's nearly just over two years now that I've been teaching Koya in Melbourne. Um, before that, um, I used to be a lawyer and I used to do a lot of work in community law. So I was working with a lot of women who were in really the worst situations that they had ever been in their lives. So a lot of women who were suffering from family violence, who were brand new trying to get out of a, out of a relationship because of violence, had left already and they were having ongoing issues um, with, you know, child, with, you know, because they'd split from their partners, then issues in relation to the children and finances and all that jazz. Yeah. So it was really, it was hard work. You know, yeah. you're dealing with people who are in the worst situation they've ever been in their lives. They're stressed, yeah. they're depressed, um, they're traumatised because yeah. of what's happened to them. Mm. And unfortunately the legal system has is not really well equipped to deal with women in the in trauma situations yeah. you know and so they do get re-traumatized trying to deal mm. with the system and oh, as a lawyer in that area what your job is is to try and help them navigate it yeah. in the best possible way so that they to try and minimize what actually happens to them from the system yeah. so it's hard work it's rewarding work. Yeah. I mean, I did a lot of good stuff and I did help a lot of women yes. in that work. But it, it, it got to a stage where I'd been doing it for just on 10 years yeah. and I, I just couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. So um, for me, it was a real breakdown. Break, and then, then the, when you look back at it now, was it a breakdown or was it a breakthrough? Yes. Because it, so it was really the massive shake-up. I mean... I don't know whether you, whether you're aware. Um, you know the Hindu goddess Kali, yes. who really come, the warrior woman who just comes in and shatters and cuts everything down, and and that's what it felt like to me because so much of my identity was tied up in being a lawyer, you yes. know, and yes. um, and I don't know whether other professions, maybe doctors, have it to mm -hmm. that same that sort of real prestige of saying yes. I'm a doctor, I'm a lawyer. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That real yeah, sort of totally. thing that goes with it. And there's, and there's a lot of um, identity. I found a lot of my identity was tied up to what I do, oh. which yeah. uh, see, now is much, I don't, I don't have it the same way. Yeah. And it, it doesn't feel like I'm missing anything. It just feels like that's not all that is me. If that makes sense, yeah. like I'm not just, like it's not, I don't know. I don't know if I'm expressing this right, quite right. You well. are. You know what I mean, yeah. 
But now, you know, I, I'm a choir teacher and I run my business, but that's not all of me. Yes. And that feels good. That doesn't feel like I'm missing something anymore. It feels like it's more complete, if that makes sense. Oh, my goodness, 100%. I, 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 it's slightly different, but when I left my corporate career back in 2019, um, my whole identity was tied up with working. I used to work for really big brands, so I worked for Disney, mm -hmm. Warner Brothers, and those oh, yeah, kind of yeah. brands. And I, I, similarly, it was like I never had to explain what I did when I went into a party or anything. Mm -hmm. And I was, there was quite, I had held quite a lot of pride in the fact that that was where I worked and that was my job. And and when I when I left my job because of you know similar sort of reasons, but not working with anyone not from a um kind of burnout emotionally as much as um just the pressure that i've been putting under myself as a human being mm. to be all of the things when that identity when i when i finished and i because melbourne's such a small place i was like where the hell am i going to be up to work because mm. I've had this breakdown and everybody's going to know it yeah and it's almost like by deciding to walk away I made the decision to kind of end a 20-year career mm. and I was like what the hell am I going to do now and it was really <laughs> yep. like you say it was yeah. really like oh my goodness I've got to start again from scratch I had no mm. idea <laughs> yeah yeah it was exactly the same because I, I knew yeah. I couldn't go it for my emotional well-being i just knew i couldn't do it yeah. anymore i just didn't yeah. have enough to give i couldn't give it to anyone else and the thing is it's not just you need to be there for them you know in in that in that kind of work you need to have empathy you need to you know you need to to talk to them and to for them to realize that you're in their corner and that you can do the best job you can for them yeah. and if i'm depleted and i'm you know, so stressed or depressed or whatever the case may be for myself, I'm not going to show up well for my clients. Yeah. And I just went, I can't do this anymore. I can't do it for them. I can't do it for myself. And my family, I was, it was awful yeah. for them what they had to put up with me as well, you know, and it's yeah. just, I couldn't do it anymore. And yeah. I remember vividly, um, because I was so unwell, I was doing, I was going for a lot of walks. And yeah. my son and I were walking. And I said to him, oh, I can't go back. I can't be a lawyer anymore what am I going to do? And we were mm. literally walking and spitballing and going, well, I could invent something, but what am I going to invent? And I just started doing this, but what am I going to do? Like, it was just, it was literally, you know, how you've just got this thing of just throwing ideas around. Yes. And at the end of the walk, we were like, no closer to anything. <laughs> like, it was just like, no, nah, no idea. We'll see what happens. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Just knew that I had to do something else, but didn't know what it was. Yes. And then, and then magic, 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 I found Koya. And it was um, a friend of mine who I knew from my pole dancing school did a day yes. retreat up at Macedon. Yes. And she brought who, um, a choir teacher from Melbourne up to that retreat yes. to, to, to do a class. And the, the, the retreat was quite large. There were probably about 60 of us, I reckon 50 to 60 of us, like this big group of women. Yeah. Um, and we did this class and I'd never heard of it. I had no idea what was going to happen, but you yes. know, the, the beauty of queer is that there's no levels. There's no way to do it wrong. And the way you know you're doing it right is that it feels good to you. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, cool. 
see how we go. If there's no levels, you can't do it alone, I'm fine. You know, because I'm not very coordinated. Me Choreography, not really my bag. No. I once did a burlesque class and I just felt so out of place because I could not keep up with the choreography. But oh. anyway, that's side by side. Um, anyway, so I did this class and I was watching the other women in the room, like some of them got it, some of them didn't, which, yeah. you know, it's always going to be some, a case that some people get it and some people don't. Mm. But the ones who got it had like this profound, deep, I remember a particular one woman, she had, it was like a rupture. It was like a volcano yes. came out for her and she just was sobbing uncontrollably. Yeah. Through it. And wow. she, luckily she had a friend with her and her friend hugged her. And I was like, I didn't, I'd only met her on the day. I didn't know her before. And I was like, geez, is she okay? But as yeah. the class went on, it, it, she was fine. And it was, yeah. it was what she needed to get out all of that stuff that had been sitting there for God knows how long. She just Perfect. needed to deal with it and to move with it. And it, I, I'm, I'm sure it didn't, completely get rid of it because we know that it doesn't but it's a starting point for dealing with those deep hell emotions yeah the things that you bury down and push down and you don't want to face and yeah. that we're sort of as women are told not to face and not to yeah. feel you yeah. know we're not supposed to be angry we're not supposed to be sad we're supposed to be smiling and happy all the time that's wow exactly that's hard <laughs> you know yeah and, yeah you know the, the thing is we are, are like a piano with 88 keys and we need to be able to play all 88 keys yeah. so that we can, you know, that we are the full range of emotion because otherwise you're going to end up sitting there watching a movie and all of a sudden start sobbing and don't know why, you know, because it's just triggered something that's been sitting there. Absolutely. And Absolutely. So, and then, so then I found and I thought, wow, this is amazing. And then I went to another class and at the end of the class, I was sharing with another woman who I didn't realize was another choir teacher. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, and she said to me the magic words. She just looked at me because she said, oh, how did, what did you think of it? And I said, oh, I just think it was wonderful. It's just a beautiful thing. And yeah. she looked at me and she said, why don't you teach? Oh, oh, and wow. it was like Marie Kondo, spark joy, lightning bolt into yeah. my heart going, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to teach choir. And so that's what I did. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. So, I mean, in, in one way, I'm very lucky in that I found something relatively quickly yes. to focus on when I was in such a yes. bad place. It would have been about seven, eight months after yes. I left my workplace that that, yes. that happened. Yes. And so that gave me a new focus, something else mm. to look at and to work totally towards. Totally get that. Mm -hmm. And doing the classes themselves were helping me deal with what was going on. Absolutely. So Absolutely. for me, I, I was really, really lucky in that way, in yeah. that I found that when I did. Yeah. Because the thing is with Koya is it's not just the thing of, oh, it's move how you want to move and, and, and you know, um, it doesn't matter how it looks, but it, it's an embodiment practice. So the idea is it gets right. us out of our heads where yeah. we've got this endless chatter yeah. you know we talk to ourselves and the, the most that we're going to talk to anyone else and it's the voice that we hear the most mm. 
That's right. And sometimes it's not really very pleasant. No. Sometimes we say some really shitty things to, his, to ourselves. No. And no. The, the beauty of choreo is it gets us away from that and brings us back into our bodies so we can feel. And actually, you know, that you feel these things and that you move your body in a different way, but not for any purpose. It's the beauty of choreo is that you get to move your body just for yourself, yeah. how you want to move. Yeah. Not for a partner or what it looks like or, you know, to do a, a certain dance for an audience. Yeah. It's just for yourself. And really, how often do you get to do that? Do we allow ourselves to do that? To just exactly. move the way we want to move our bodies just for the hell of it? That's right. You know? That's exactly it. And, and so this is the, the thing. And then having the thing that you're back into your body and you start to feel things and you go, oh. Okay, so mm. I can feel. What does it feel like when I'm mm. connected to my power? Wow, mm. that that mm. feels strong. You know, I get this sensation, or you know, I feel it in my shoulders, or my you know, my chest mm. opens up, or whatever the case might be. And then the invitation is that you take those feelings and you dance with them. Yeah, not choreographing, not thinking about it, just moving your body the way it needs to mm. move with those feelings. And what happens in that is incredible. And it will be different every class you dance and for every person who dances it. You know, we all dance to the same song, but I can guarantee we're not having the same experience. Same experience. No, yeah. totally. and, and, and that's the thing of, like what I said, that some people get it and it makes sense to them and for some people yes. it doesn't. But yes. like I say, yoga is not for everyone either, you know. Yep. Not You've everything is find, for everyone. That's right. You've got to find the thing that works for you it's a trial and error thing you've got to try it and see how yeah. it feels you know I mean Absolutely. what you're talking the reason why I'm so passionate about Koya is I've well number one that I've uh, Liz is my teacher and she is a wonderfully enthusiastic teacher but Thank also you. all of the things that Liz is talking about are reasons why women drink and often reasons why women go back to drinking and so finding something that you can do that enables you helps you sit with difficult emotions you know so many women we suppress so much and that's often our, a source of our pain is that we have been suppressing ourselves for so long i for one struggle and a lot of neurodiverse people do with actually being able to identify how I'm feeling in my body. Mm -hmm. um, same with yeah. a lot of women who struggle with eating disorders as well, or disordered eating. Yeah. We struggle a lot with interoceptive awareness. So doing a practice that can help us learn how to be with our bodies in a safe environment, mm -hmm. in a beautifully vulnerable place, is so huge and also another reason why people drink is because of the ongoing chatter and negative talk in their head absolutely and like yeah. it says it's you know this is a this is a huge so this is why for me it's a wonderful practice for anybody but i think people particularly who are taking a break from or questioning their relationship with because the things that people find the hardest is to sit with big emotions and that's what we mm -hmm. escape using yeah. so Liz, could you talk us through what a queer class involves? Sure. I can, but I, I will say that 
it's hard to just I can describe it and yep. talk okay. about how it got, how we go through but sometimes I, I find that you really need to experience it to really know what's happening Definitely. if that makes sense so um, we start, start sitting in circles so we sit together in circle yes, as a circle of women and I do the introduction to explain what the class is about um, and then we each pick an oracle card from around the circle and the, the invitations for people to share why it's the perfect card for them today so it brings everyone's voices into the circle and gives us an opportunity to connect um, and then from there we start we, get, we start with our movement so we start with an intention setting exercise which so each part has its own song so we start with intention setting, so setting an intention for the class. And it's also a grounding exercise. It's, it's quite a meditative grounding exercise to sort of get you into the room and, and get you there. The next part is that we circle through each part of our body. And it's a, it's a warm-up. And it's, the circling is slow and gentle. And it's movement, again, that you may never have done. And it, it's, again, a way of just connecting with your body and feeling what it feels like to circle it. Yeah. Um, the next part is a heart opening. So we actually get mm. to see what it's like when we get to truly follow our hearts. And then we open our hips. Yeah. And as women, we all know, well, some know, I guess, we store a lot of trauma and pain and and issues in our hips and moving our hips for ourselves yeah. without, you know, that you're doing it to attract a partner or to turn yeah. a partner on or anything like that. thing for a woman to be able to mm -hmm. say, wow, this is what I actually like. This is what I enjoy. Or, mm. wow, I didn't think if I moved my hips like this, this would feel this way. And, and really being able to tap into that feminine movement and work out what it is that they like. Then we do a, a short bit of yoga. And the yoga we do is, it's always a very simple movement. And again, if you don't like the poses that I've set, it's up to you. You can do whatever poses or stretches work best for you. Um, and then we do the shower stance. So this is where things start to get I a little bit... That. Uh, a little bit deeper, I suppose you could say. Are you still there, Dal? Yes. 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 Are you? Yes. Good. Yes, I'm still here. Yep. Good. Beautiful. I missed a little bit of you, but you were just. Um, did you have you? You were talking about the shadow dance. Which yes. Was one of my favourite things. Starting in with the shadow, yeah. So mm. each class has a theme. So some my th the themes that I tend to do. So I've done like love your body, the power mm. within, trust yourself. Uh, mm. pleasure, strength, all those, these are the sort of kind of things that I do. Yes. So with the shadow contrast stance, what the invitation is there is to feel into your body what mm. it feels like the opposite of the theme. Yeah. So if the theme is love your body, what does it feel like when you when don't you love your body? Yeah. And, and then where in your body do you feel it? Yeah. And whatever you get, whatever sensations, whatever feelings that you get with that and it can be like i said every woman is going to feel something different um and it's incredible with the one theme how different people do feel feel That's what right. they what they experience and then the invitation is for you to take those feelings as a dance partner 
without thinking, without choreographing, just moving the way you need to move with those feelings for that song. Mm. And then at the end of the shadow, I give people, I give the women in the circle a few minutes to let what happens sit. Mm. And then we move into our shaking. Oh. And the Can shaking. you do the story? Can you do absolutely. the story? Can we, yeah, absolutely. Can we do it together? Can we do this I'll do the now? All right, so I'll do the story. So what my invitation is, take one hand and start shaking. Oops, hang on, I'm going to take that ring off. Otherwise it'll fly off. So take one hand and start shaking. So while, so, whoops. So the story is that there's a gazelle running across the African savannah and she's being chased by a gigantic lioness. And the lioness is gaining on the gazelle and the gazelle thinks she's going to die. But the gazelle zigs left and the lioness zigs right and the gazelle gets away. Now, she can't go to her girlfriends and say, oh, my God, I nearly got eaten by a lion. So instead, what she does is she stands there and she shakes. She shakes out the fear and the adrenaline and all the other emotions that came up for her while she was running for her life. And then she stops and goes back to being gazelle. So now hold up your two hands. I can't do it because I'm holding the phone. I'll do it. I'll <laughs> and do compare it. the feeling in the hand that you shook to the hand that's still sitting Oh, that's that you didn't shake. And do you notice the difference in the feeling in your two hands? Yes, I do. So what what do you get, Emma? So this one feels all light and fluffy, and this one just yeah. feels it's actually a bit pins and needlesy and a bit restricted. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I always sort of get a really sort of light zingy. Like this hand is alive. She's bouncing. She you is. Know? She's really and light. So what we so that's the that's the introduction for the shaking, and then what we do is then we shake through each part of our body. So I usually pick a song that's about three minutes because that's about the limit of shaking. Yeah. That's what people can do. And we yeah. shake literally. We shake through one leg, two legs, do a shimmy, both legs. Then we get down on the ground like a two-year-old chucking a tantrum, and throw arms and hands in the air and just shake it all out. And we get it all of whatever. And the thing is, the beauty of shaking is it will help you deal with what just came up in the shadow contrast dance, but it'll help you with anything else that's hanging yes. around as well. Yes. You will feel different, especially the very first time you do it. I find yes. you're like, Whoa, what yeah. just happened? Yeah. And you finish it and you're tired because you've just been bouncing around like a crazy person, but there's a lightness to you that you didn't have before. Totally. Mm. Totally. And Jen's and on my, this call. Jen's, Jen's done one of your classes before. Oh, and she's, she, did she? A, she did your Zoom class. Oh, yeah. And she said <clears throat> she loves the shaking. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and this, this is what I say. If you take nothing else from Koi, I'll take shaking. Yeah. You know, right. if you're having the shadow for me. I'm yeah. my two favorite things. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you're having a shitty day, and you're in the office, you usually, sometimes you can't go and get, a, get some fresh air, go for a walk, mm. or, you know. Mm. You can usually get a toilet break. Yes. Go into the cubicle. Sometimes. Some, I know it's true. <laughs> but, you know, right. usually that's, you can get at least that. And jump around for 30 seconds. Just do the full body shape. Do it for 30 seconds. And I promise you, you will feel different afterwards. So true. It's such a good, it would actually be for, for women who are taking a break from booze, it would be an awesome thing to do when you have a craving. Yes. You really well, I, actually, I actually put up on my YouTube channel, I actually have a shaking video. 
Oh, so if you cool. like, I can send you send the link for that. Me the link, uh, and I'll put it in the yeah, in, I'll that, put it in the show notes of the podcast. Sure. But I'll also put it in the in my yeah. um my bio. Yeah, because it's it is literally it's one song. I think it's three minutes, and I just show you how to do it. Brilliant. But and then and then that's something that you can use as a resource if you need it. Brilliant. Um, Brilliant. So after you shake it, we then do a short, simple choreographed dance because as I said before, my choreography is not great. <laughs> and my coordination is oh, not great. Exactly. So <laughs> fairly simple. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed it to be a thing fun. of everyone coming back together and dancing together is the idea behind it. So we do a short choreographed dance. Usually I tend to end up, it ends up being that I end up picking a diva who's singing. So I've picked like, I've got Lizzo in there. I've got Tina Love Turner, Lizzo. you know, yeah. all these really big, strong female voices, Lady Gaga. Mm -hmm. and, and we do a dance to that. And then we do the free dance. So the free mm -hmm. dance is the part of the class where we get to dance with the theme. Mm -hmm. So our theme is, as I said before, if it's love your body, what does it feel like mm -hmm. when you love your body? Mm -hmm. You know? And where in your body do you feel it? Yeah. And again, every woman in the circle will feel something different. And the invitation then, take those feelings and just move with them. How your body needs to move. I love it. Yeah. It's, it's just such a beautiful, beautiful practice. And then after our free dance, we have uh, another sort of formal share where we're invited, you're invited to think over the class and pick what your favorite part was. Mm -hmm. And then if you'd like to share that. And then we do stretching because I've got to stretch you out before you let you go home. And then we do a final relaxation. So it's just a nice way of lying or sitting and just sort of letting everything really sink in before yeah. I let you off into the world again. It's just such a lovely, how long does it take? How does it, long does the whole session? Is it an hour and a half? Oh, and a half. Yeah. My, yeah. They are. yeah. It's, it's, just such a lovely experience and I've been quite a few times now to Liz's class and they just oh I, I could have had the worst day mm -hmm. and you know when you just really don't feel like doing something and then you get there and it's just so lovely and it's like you're in a community it's you're with beautiful people having the same experience as you but different their own version mm. and it's but you're also with yourself you know it's both isn't it yeah. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's kind of personal and collective. Yeah, and I, and I think the thing is what I try to create with every class that I have is that it is a safe space for you to come exactly as you are. So like you said, if you've had a shitty day at work or you just whatever's going on for you, yeah. you come as you are. There is no judgment. There is yeah. no shame in my classes. If you want to share and... and um, yeah, if you want to share in the class, you are welcome to. And if you don't want to, yeah. that's fine too. Totally. And it's interesting to find that some women don't want to share certain parts yes. or sort of at the start they're a little bit shy and then they notice yeah. how the other women are open and able to yeah. are sharing and then they yeah. start. sometimes they will start to join in too. That's and, that's and that's the thing. But, I mean... There's no obligation on you to do it. Right. If you don't want to share, you don't have to. Yeah. And if you're, for instance, if you're doing my Zooms, I mean, you can turn your camera off. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, there's, there's no obligation on you to keep your camera on or do anything like that. You do what works best for you. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to 
create the space and hold the space for them, mm. for everyone to come as they are and hopefully leave feeling better at the end of it. Yeah, yeah. And you certainly do that. And Liz always creates these beautiful, it's just a beautiful experience being with her. She holds us all very well and it's very down to earth and very comfortable. Um, yeah, yeah, I think you do a great job, Liz. You Thank really you, Emma. Do. Thank you. No problem at all. And so, Koya itself, um, do you know, is there any roots, any background story? So, so, Rochelle developed it about, I think it's 14 years, it will be 14 years in March. Yeah. Um, wow. She had travelled the world and had done all sorts of different kinds of dance and yoga mm. and it started with a conversation with another woman who said, I don't know how to get out of my head and into my body. I don't know how mm. to do it. No idea. Mm. And so she developed it drawing on all the different kinds of dance that she'd done. So for yes. instance, in the heart opening, you move your heart. I don't know if I can show you properly because of the way this silly phone is now, but you move your heart forward, side, yes. back and side. That's belly dancing. Yeah. That's a belly yeah, dancing. Right. Yeah. You know, and so, some of the hip movements, how we go down and up to one side. Again, that's that's belly dancing. Oh. So when you sort of have done some different modalities, you sort of bring it into. You can see, oh, that's where she's pulled back from there. Yeah. From there. Which, and she's just done an incredible job of creating the the, the sort mm. of you know as much as I don't like to say it, the journey that you go on during yeah. a class, you yeah. know. Yeah. And now you know, sort of, it starts nice and slow, and then you get to the crescendo, and then you sort mm -hmm. of drift off to get into the end to you know to relax and, and to settle so yeah. so and the the word koya mm. means queen yeah. it comes from an ancient peruvian language called cheshire right um and it means queen though like an empowered woman so oh, not beautiful. like the queens of europe but like a strong yeah. empowered woman yeah. a diva you know yeah really yeah. and um there was later that she then found out too that there were actually a group of people who lived around Lake Titicaca who were called the Koya. Okay. But there's, there's very little information about them. Mm. Um, and I haven't heard a lot more than that. She ended up doing, she was there, she was doing a tour and the person who was doing the tour told her about it. But I haven't wow. been able to find a lot more information about them. Okay. Okay. So, but, but that's where the word comes from and that's why there's no you in, in it. Yes. Not English. <laughs> Absolutely. Exactly. I always, I, but when I first started to write about it, I kept spelling it wrong. I think it's yeah. quite common. Oh, isn't I, it? Look, yeah, everyone, if you have a Q, it needs a U that's, after it. That's fine. That's right. That. That's, right. <laughs> that's right. And Liz, you've also been, you know, you, you have been on your own journey in terms of body acceptance and all that, that side of things, which is something I really love about you as well, because you and I have both kind of travelled a little bit along that journey, me mm. with intuitive eating, you with body acceptance. And can you talk a little bit about how Koya has helped with that journey as well? Because I know so many women struggle with their, you know, themselves and them, their, their, themselves in their skin and, you know, everything that the world tells us we have to be. And, you know, so maybe would you be able to share a little bit about your story with Absolutely. that as well? Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think... It comes from being able to feel into your body mm. and to realize what strength and 
power you have inside you. And once yeah. you start to feel that, once you remember it, because let's face yeah. it, it's, in, it's inside all of us. Yes, and that's when right. You were two or three years old, you thought you were the bee's knees. Yes, you did. You, you were it and a bit. Yes. And, and for us, and this, what I find that Koya does, it helps us to remember that. That's right. To remember <laughs> how sad we are. And that this body is the only body you are going to get in this lifetime. Now, whatever you may think about, you know, reincarnation or whatever else happens later, but right now, this lifetime, this is all you've got. And all that you can do at the moment, everything that yes. you can do is because you have this body. And so often we forget that and we just are so focused because we've been conditioned to be focused That's on. Right. Like decades of conditioning. And we intergenerational, you know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. About our value comes from what we look like. Yes. No. Our value what comes from what we are, who we are, how we behave, how we show up in the world, mm. you know, what we do, how we love our family families, how we care for them, how we care for ourselves, how we look after ourselves. Mm. That's what's important. What you look like, the meat mm. sack that you've got doesn't really matter, yeah. you know? And, and we've been so conditioned by these companies, like these, these like the diet industries are yeah. billions of dollars worth of industry, yeah. you know? They make their money by making us feel like shit about what we look like. That's fair. And what I need to say is, so I'm a bigger woman and I've always yeah. been a bigger woman. Yeah, but my experience, these experiences are not limited to big women. No. I had a woman come into my class, and she's—I don't know what size—but she's a very slim woman. Yeah, and she said she had people in her workplace telling her that she was too thin and that she needed to eat more, and she yeah. looks frail. Yeah. I'm sorry, what? Can we people commenting on other people's body sizes body, so exactly. crazy. can we please but it's stop this but it's what used to happen i mean i remember even before i started going on this journey that would often be how i would greet a friend because i'd be yeah. like oh you look good or blah 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 mm. and now i'm like oh my goodness this is so harmful but you know still a lot of people don't realize no and i remember when i was at my most anorexic when mm. i was suffering with an eating disorder I was barely eating and I never got anything but praise yeah. for how I looked yeah and yet I was you know De desperately unwell desperately, desperately unwell. unwell and and this is the thing and I mean if you Jen's see someone saying she's a size eight and she gets comments on how her stomach's got bigger you know how people just like, talking about other what? people's shape it's and you just look at and go, um, I'm sorry, I didn't know we were talking about yeah. my body. Can we not? Yeah. And the thing is, you can get yourself in a lot of hot water too with this stuff. Mm. Like if you mm. say you have a friend who suddenly lost a, a lot of weight yeah. and you say, oh, gee, you look good. What have you been doing? Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I have cancer. You know? Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. No. No, no, no. We don't, we don't do this. We what, stop this. It goes back to what you're saying as well. It's that sort of we are... By our very, the fact that we were born, we have worth. Yes. And our worth has nothing to do with any of these things. And I think when you were saying that it gets us back in touch with that, with our power, mm. with our strength, with our inner essence, with our soul, whatever, you, whatever word you use, I think yes. that's definitely 
what your koya spirit. does. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that's why it's helped me. I mean, I've read a lot of books and I've done a lot of other work too. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when you start to think about what can I do because I have this body and, and think of it more as an instrument rather than an ornament. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't care. What it looks like doesn't matter. It's what I can do because I've got yeah. it. Yeah. And Definitely. It's such a... a it's probably the next big thing, I think, in society that we, we need to change. It's such a, I mean, there's obviously loads of other things as well, but it's another thing for me that is still really ingrained in our society is still that sort of fat phobia, internalised fat phobia. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I think Kokoya is this... really helpful in that way. And, and the other thing is with, you know, with the internalised fat phobia and the thing is of, of the bleating of, oh, I'm just concerned about your health. Oh, well, yeah. Are you? Yeah. You, you, were, you were just said before you were desperately unwell with anorexia. Yes. Yeah. And people were saying how good you looked. They didn't give a shit about your health. No. It's, it's another way of policing our bodies. That's right. It's another way of saying that's not right. You need to look a certain way. Yes. Fitting because in, which is what me and Heidi were talking about. On the, I just did a live with Heidi and we were oh. talking about one of the reasons a lot of women drink and a lot of women struggle when they're trying to stop drinking or take a break from drinking or reduce their drinking is that whole idea of fitting in. Mm. And, you know, the idea of because, so you know, from as you know, from sort of, you know, caveman times that we haven't really evolved and we're still trying to be accepted by the tribe. Yeah. Um, so it's so hardwired into us. Mm. And that Absolutely. we were... And we were talking about this idea of belonging, which is what you get in your classes, which is mm. where you come exactly as you are, warts and all. You could cry, you could have snot all over your face, Absolutely. you could, you know, you can you can be your own special kind of magical, awkward, weird self, and you'll be loved, you'll be accepted, and you can have fun. Yeah, definitely. And and the other thing is, it gives you an like like you said with the community. Women used to gather in community all the time. Mm. We used to gather around fire. We used to cook together. We used to, you know, weave and, and do things and tell stories and sing and dance and do all that together. And we've yeah. lost that to a certain yeah. degree. And that's something that I love about the classes is, is that we're sitting together in circle okay. again and that you're building, and you're building communities. Yeah, and we're, I'm building communities for these women in the places where I teach my classes. Mm. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Liz. You are so would you, very welcome. Would you be kind enough to tell everybody about, I know you've got quite a few different ways that people can reach you, yes. even if they're not in the same state or the same country. Really? Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. So I do weekly in-person classes in Thornbury, Gisborne, St Kilda and Sunbury. And then I do fortnightly Zoom calls on the weekend. So I do Saturday morning Australian Eastern Time mm -hmm. and Sunday afternoon. So the Sunday, the Saturday morning, I actually started, and it's becoming more popular with Australians too. But I actually started that because that's sort of Friday evening for the states, so yeah. so that they they have a time when that would work for yeah. them. Um, it's 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 hard to make a time that works for everyone for, across all time zones. Mm -hmm. Um, but what the other thing what I have started to do is that I've started a YouTube channel yes. and I've got two full class 
classes up there at the moment, as well as that shaking video. Oh. So women can experience an entire class. Um, and my hope is, is that each month I add another class to that bank of classes so that there's a, a resource there for people that they can access when they need to, if they can't come to my classes for whatever reason. Because, I mean, it doesn't necessarily work even if you're here in Australia that you can make it to one of my classes. Yeah. You know, we all live very busy lives. Um, and that's another way of how we can connect. Yeah. And um, as a mum of teenagers, I know you've done some work before. You know, I know when you did the, was it the sister, the subject? Seven sisters. Seven sisters. You've done work for teenage girls sure. as well. Yes, I have. So I have a teens class on a Sunday afternoon at four. Brilliant. I might see yeah. if I can get mine along to that. Oh, that'd be see if they like wonderful. It. Yeah. So the yeah. teens class is slightly shorter. It's only an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a long time for them to concentrate, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, mm. um, and it's it's slightly different. We don't do hip opening for the teenage girls. Yeah, yeah. and it's, yeah. So it's a little bit different how we structure it, just to help them to get into it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it sounds really good. I might see if my if my youngest fancy is coming along to that. Absolutely. And so, um, Liz, to contact you to register mm -hmm. for any of these things, and I know we'll put it when I make this into a podcast, which will be in the next week or so. Sure. We'll put everything in the show notes as well. But where did they go to for you? Now? So I'm on, I'm on Instagram now, so you can click yeah. on my thing from here, my profile, and I've got my link yes. there on my website. Yes. Um, and I'm on Facebook. I have a website, which yes. is sunrangerscoya.com.au. Yes. Um, that's my business name. And what else? Website, Instagram, Facebook. I have TikTok, but I haven't done very much on it. I'm not very good at TikTok. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think this is going to work. Um, and now I have the YouTube as well. Um, the other thing what I was going to mention, if I may, Emma, yeah. when we were talking yeah. about body image and all this, this, this work. So what I'm actually doing is actually starting on the 27th of February. I'm doing a five free day, three five day experiment called oh. the body image shift. Oh. So each each day there's – and the idea of it is is to get you to try and think about your body in a more neutral way. Yes, So right. just to – even the idea is it might push your edges a little bit, yes. but it just helps you just to sort of think, start thinking about things in a different way. That's so awesome. each day there'll be a video and a task to do, and there's daily prizes if you participate in the Facebook group. It's all yeah. completely free. Yes. Um, and when you go onto my socials and onto my website, you can sign up to that too. And have, and, that you know, sounds have amazing. Yeah. I might so, do that as well. Yeah. Come and join. Come have a play. I can always, I can always do with more work in that exactly. area. That's a constant, yeah. that's a constant thing for it, me. It's an evolving Wow, thing. that sounds... Sorry, I was, was going to say, we need to be kind for it to ourselves. This is decades and decades of conditioning that we've been put up. You know, yeah, and we're still being bombarded with it. Yeah. That's and I it. mean, did you see the Australian of the Year is Taryn Brumfit? Yes. Which she, yes. Did, you know, she did the Embrace documentary yes. and the book and, and yes. you know, and I saw that and I went, yes, yes, yes. this is what that we need. We need people like Taryn. So and good. I mean, I've read a lot of her work and, you know, that, and what I've done 
like I've listened to a lot of different people yes. and, and read their work and watched their videos. And so what I've done is I've sort of done these five tasks as a way of us sort of just starting and pushing the envelope a little bit. Sounds amazing. I think I encourage you all to do that with Liz because she's a wonderful trainer and she's so passionate about what she does. And it's always lovely to work with women who are passionate about what they do. And Liz is definitely there with that. So I highly encourage you to do that. Liz, you'll send me all the details. Thank you. I absolutely will. Links yep. everywhere. Absolutely. What's your handle again, Liz? It's at Koya Rangers. Sun Rangers Koya. Sun Rangers Koya. Perfect. Yep. We'll put that in yep. here as well. So yes. thank you, Liz. Is thank there anything you, else you want to say before you go? No, I think that's everything. Right. <laughs> I think I've got everything in. What would you say for you is the greatest thing that Koya's given you? Gave me back my self-confidence. Yeah. 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 It, it, after what, how badly I felt after mm. what happened in my workplace, mm. it, it, it gave me back my self-confidence and, yeah. and let me back into the strength and power that I've got. Yes. And realise that just because shitty things happen doesn't yes. mean I'm not worthy. You no. know? Yeah. So that's what yeah. it did to me. Yeah, very yeah. much so. That sounds so good. And I find it such a therapeutic practice. It's so helpful to me. Mm. Um, I absolutely love it. And try and organise for groups to go from intoxicated or meet up because I think it's such a powerful thing for everybody. But I think for women who are trying to change patterns of behavior that have been keeping them stuck and that are preventing them from being with themselves mm, um, yeah. it's a really really helpful resource so I, I am a massive fan and I will shout your praises from the rooftops thank you Emma. Teacher. Thank, thank you my you. love thank Take you care. have a lovely rest of your day bye, bye everyone oh, thanks. Hi. Bye. Nice thanks for joining us everyone thanks Jen thanks Em bye Oh my goodness, guys, here we are. Finally, three months have gone past and it is time for the doors to open for the great Aussie alcohol experiment live. I am so excited. This is my favorite program. This is the program that made alcohol a small and irrelevant part of my life completely changed my life I have no I cannot even imagine living the life I was living before I did this program and it's been transformative for many many thousands and thousands of people this is my Aussie version um, and what you get and why this is so special is you get daily content so you get education around alcohol around this our culture of shaming and blaming and we kind of really get into that and turn it all around so it becomes a very cool rebellious thing um we have daily coaching which is awesome so I do a little bit of teaching around um our limiting beliefs that we hold around alcohol and then I work individually with each uh, person who wants coaching every single day. So if you're having a wobble, if things are tough, you know that at a certain point every day you can come on and chat. We also have a beautiful Facebook community, hugely supportive, nourishing. 
And as I said, there's the daily content to your inbox and some journaling reflections to really bed your new transformational thought processes around alcohol. And I'm going on about this because it really changed my life. And it took me from a place where I was having 30-day breaks that felt like hell to a 30-day break that felt like heaven. And it felt like heaven because it became something I wanted to do rather than something that I felt like I had to do. And I felt like I had done something wrong and there was something wrong with me. And this is all about, there's nothing wrong with you. Let's take a 30-day break. We don't have to make any decisions about what we're going to do with alcohol. You can do whatever you want at the end of it. There's no pressure. You can just go back to how you were before. You can... Um, put some tools in and try and moderate you can um, take another break you can move towards an alcohol free six months year everything is open no shame no blame no judgment it's a lot of fun and also we do get into some pretty meaty subjects so it's quite exciting as well so if you found dry january and feb fast made you feel a bit shitty about yourself and it felt like you were constantly in deprivation. We'll get into why you might be thinking that and why that's totally human and how you can change those thought processes in so many different ways. We'll talk about socializing. We'll talk about um, our, our, the, our cultural conditioning. And then we'll also talk about the facts about how alcohol works with our body. So if you are on the fence, don't be, jump on. It was the best money I ever spent on myself and I highly recommend you jump on we doors are open from the 20th and we close on the 28th of February the link is in the show notes Um, I'm doing loads of lives in the lead up to it so make sure you hop on there I'm going to be popping out loads of podcast sessions as well it sounds like I'm popping out babies (laughs) it literally feels like that sometimes (laughs) anyway my lovelies I'll see you soon I hope to see you in the out experiment the great Aussie alcohol experiment live last little notification in case you've missed this one we have a master class on the 27th of February um, and that is going to be at 7 30 and it will be an hour long with Q&A's and it's all about the five surprising ways that taking a break from alcohol can be effortless and change your life. So if you have time on that evening, you would like to join us, I would love to have you here. The link is in the show notes. See you soon, my friends. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Midlife AF with Emma Gilmore. If you enjoyed it, please share on Instagram for your friends and tag me at Hope Rising Coaching. If you want to help me grow the podcast, please review the episodes for me on Apple Podcasts. That really helps. If you would like to work further with me, please go to my website, www.hoperisingcoaching.com for my free and paid programs or email me at emma at hoperisingcoaching.com. Sending a massive cuddle to you and yours from me and mine. And remember to keep choosing you.